Hey, how's it going? It's going. So how was uh, California? Oh, it was good. It was good. Profound. Profound. Wait, wait, what was profound about it? Just being there at all? Just or? being there at all. Uh, I learned a lot about my dad. I learned a lot about Linda. I learned, you know, just th- stories that I hadn't heard before. Right. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Did you record any of those? Uh, no, actually. No. Okay. Um, there will be time for that. Uh, we're going back after the first of the year. Okay. To, uh, to visit. Adrian will join me on that one and we'll, we'll stay for a longer time. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, it was really, it was really, yeah, emotional. Little like, you know, going out to my dad's truck and, uh, you know, Linda got in, started it up and then, you know, you get in the thing and it's sense memory, it smells, it's sound and it just, you're right back there. Yeah. And interestingly, we were, we were talking to her mechanic who, and I was saying, you know, telling him this, this story about there was this smell and he's like, yeah. And you know, old Chevy trucks and old Ford trucks smell different. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I don't know if it was, you know, adhesives yeah. or what yeah, they used in a or something, yeah. Whatever. And so we went back and she's got, Linda's got her dad's truck as well. And it's a 71 Chevrolet and my dad's is a 74 Ford. And sure enough, you sit in that truck, smells very different. Huh. Sounds like a very uh, American experience. You know, just those trucks in particular, you know, because there are so many Fords and Chevys around that I'm sure that there's yeah. a generation well, of it, Americans. Yeah, and they they call them now muscle trucks. These these kinds of trucks, um, which is odd. Old old, what we would now just call your average pickup truck is now a muscle truck. Now a muscle truck. Yeah, it, it, this is a it's a seventy four Ford F one hundred short bed, and the short beds are are kind of rare. Most of them are because it's only got a six foot bed on it. Most of them are long beds. They've got an eight foot bed. So um, what are you going to do with the truck? Does she use the truck? Uh, no, it's going to come back here next year. Wow. After the first of the year, we're going to have it, have it trailered across the country and then, uh, we'll do a frame off restoration whole thing. Oh, you're going to restore it. Yes. That'll, that's a project. It is a project. Um, yeah, because it, it, next year is the 50th anniversary of it. So right. I want to do it for her as much as I want to do it for me. Right. And all that stuff's still available. The only thing I'm having a hard time finding is there's a, on the steering wheel, the horn bar, you know, the, sure. the, uh, the horn bar with, because th- this truck had cruise control in 74. You can find the non-cruise control enabled ones, but the, the cruise control one's hard. So, but it's fun doing research, you know, I, I'm not a big car person per se, sure. but man, it's, it's fun. And it's a, in a weird way, it's, it's. It's reconnecting with my dad. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a huge learning experience, too, because I'm sure that there are myriad rat holes to go down on any of, any of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, look, I'm not going to do <laughs> I'm not going to do the work. Yeah. You know, there's very little of that that I know how to do. I might be able to, you know, install uh, some of the interior pieces, but in terms of mechanical stuff... Yeah. You know, and when we took it to the mechanic, Brian, Brian, I think is his name, Brian, anyway, um, who, who kind of brought it back to life after it got returned to Linda. 
And uh, Wait, where like, was it in the meantime? It was still out out at my dad's house out in the desert oh. out in Arizona. So they had it trailered back and and then um you know sitting out in the desert for years they had you have to have all the seals and all the rubber and all the hoses and all that kind of stuff replaced and then just general maintenance to get it back running again. Yeah. But he said, you know, whoever whoever built this truck knew what he was doing. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's that's dad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if he knew if he knew one thing it was engines, you know. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Um It'll, it'll be interesting to, again, to kind of honor him and honor her because they, they bought that together. Um, and there are a lot of memories in it. So it'll be, it'll be fun. Now, what's going on with her health? What's, what's up with that? She's good. Yeah, she's great. Good. She's great. She's great. She turns a uh, big birthday. I'll just say that. Big birthday this year. Okay. Um, so I was, it was, you know, it was more important. This is a milestone birthday and I haven't been there in a long time. And I will tell you, listeners... If you have relatives, friends, you know, family members that might be getting a little older, go see them. Yeah. You know, go, go. And if you can't see them, FaceTime them, call yeah. them, let them see you. You see them. You're not going to regret was, it. No, man. There was something so healing about, because I, I've, I've been in Maryland now eight years, and this is only the second time I've gone back mm -hmm. to California. And, um, is that, is that, uh, time money or is it emotional? You know, that's a good question. And I've been thinking about trying to, how do I distill that down? I think, you know, obviously part of it was COVID and sure. you, you just couldn't get flights. Part of it was timing. They were going on trips and, you know, finding a, a, a week where, you know, you're off, you're away from the restaurant and you're not traveling and, you know, all that kind of thing. So part of it was timing and part of it was COVID and part of it was, you know, my own sort of uh, uh, reluctance to get back on a plane yeah. and, and go through airports and all that kind of stuff. But it was. But the fear you know, of being was there fine. was not a thing. Like, was there was there fear in, in revisiting your past? Apprehension? I don't you think know what I mean? so. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, and and bless her heart. Linda is. I'm grateful for her on a lot of levels. She is the keeper of our family history now. Right. You know, and she has kept everything. We went through documents and papers and she's still got my father's timesheets from the railroad and, you know, like just stuff, photographs that she's mailed me over the years. She could just as easily have, you know, could have washed her hands of the whole thing. Sure. Many times, you know, when they got divorced, she could have said, look, this is not my problem anymore. We're, I'm out. Mm -hmm. You know, when he died, I could have, you know, she could have done the same, but she didn't. And I think that is a credit not only to her character, but it it's such a, I think all families have someone who either by choice or by circumstance becomes sort of the keeper of the history of the family. Mm -hmm. And she has taken on that role and, you know, it was it was funny. We, you know, I said, are you sure about this whole truck thing? Because that's, you know, it's her truck. And she said, you know, honey, why do you think I brought it back? Is this your truck? This is, this is, this is a legacy piece for you. Right. All of this stuff. Why do you think I've kept all of this stuff? It's for you. And there's just an outpouring of, of, of love on her part and gratitude on my part. Because a lot of these things I thought were lost forever. And she keeps, you know, to be clear, she keeps her own 
side of the family, her father, her mother, uh, you know, all of all of the cousins. And, and she keeps that family history alive as well. And I think there there is that one person in a family. Uh, maybe there's more than one, but there certainly seems to be that one person in a family who is that's that's the go to. That's who you go to for stories or or do you remember that thing? And oh, yeah, I've got a photograph and they pull it out. Sure. So from that perspective, it was really interesting. Um, and again, a lot of stuff I didn't know before. So it's also anyway. it's it's good that you two seem to be in sync when it comes to, oh, I save these things for you. And oh, I want those things. I I have found in my experience, there are also situations in families where it's like, oh, I saved all this stuff for you. And it's like, well, I don't want any of that stuff. You know what I mean? There's sometimes there's like a mismatch of expectations right, right. and, and, um, have you been in that position? I mean, do, does your mom save no, I mean, ephemera memorabilia from your father? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, yeah. there, there's some stuff, uh, not a ton. She listens to the show, by the way. Hi, mom. Um, Hello. Uh, the, how do you, how, how does that land for you? Well, we do had a, we had a wish... big house growing up, right? Yeah. And it was full of stuff and memories and whatnot. And mm-hmm. then there was a period of time when I think when she was leaving the house where, you know, we got to make decisions. You know what I mean? We can't bring 5,000 square feet of stuff to a much smaller house, you know? Right. And, right, and right, what, right. what of these things matters and what of these things doesn't matter. Um, it was interesting, actually, my, my, there's a, let's circle back to that in a minute. Sure. That, that's an interesting question. Yeah. There's a poster, um, that isn't my father, but her father's, um, uh, was, was a, was a, a show during world war two that they were, putting on that my grandfather was like the leader of the band and you know it says Carl Graf and his orchestra at the bottom of the thing and it's Mickey Rooney and it's the whole th- you know it's like this printed poster it's pretty cool I'll send you a picture um and uh my uncle my mother's brother actually texted me and his kids about the fact that he saw something about Camp Cybert which is this uh, in Alabama which is where um all where where my grandfather was where he met a lot of these people originally and I hmm. and he says I think Aunt Cindy's got a, a copy of that poster up on the wall, and uh, and 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 she said and and I said yeah yeah it's there I'll I'll take a picture of it when I'm when I'm up there later this week because I was up there this weekend and we'll get into that for a minute I just sent you during a super secret text channel I sent you the poster, um, and so there are those kinds of things which is like okay there are there are there are big things like that which is like okay i'm no one's ever getting rid of that you know what i'm saying right um but you know what is you also can't carry oh my god look this is this pair of shoes that my father had in 1984 <laughs> right, right, right. you know i mean you could i get there are people who do that i just uh, you know that would just be overwhelming it is a really right. difficult thing i think in life to 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 slide or turn the knob to the point where you're neither ignoring the future or the past mm. while also being in the present. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right, right, where, right. where you're, where you're, where you're understanding where you came from, you understand where you are and you're not so bogged down by all of that, that it's keeping you from getting where you're going. You know? Um, yes. Okay. Now you, you said something a minute ago. Sure. Go ahead. How do you, how do we decide, right? Because and to bring this back to photography, sure, a big part of photography is is making memories, right? Yeah. Or, or documenting things so that we can attach our memories to those, yeah, those those images. 
how do you decide? And you said this a minute ago, how do you decide what's important enough? What, what are the criteria for what is important? You know, I, I always see people nowadays where they're, they're taking a thousand pictures of their family because they can, because they got a camera in their pocket all the time. Yeah. Um, it's like, how many people go back to any of those pictures? You know, when you take one that you really like, you should really probably star it and stick it in a folder because, yeah. you or know, printed. you're going to, yeah. Or, and then print those every month or every year or whatever it is and stick them in a book somewhere, you know, because it's always nice to have a, 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 a physical thing. But yeah, I don't know. It's um, that, I think that that line is different for everybody, right? Yeah. Um, I... I think overall you, I I don't mean to, I'm not, I'm not trying to be this thing. I think you tend to be slightly more nostalgic than me. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that I don't feel the way you feel. It's just that my memories are less connected to tactile, tangible things than maybe yours are. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and sense of place. I mean, sense of place is still there. I, um, this weekend I went, um, my mother and Conrad and I went to Boston. Uh, there's a big John Singer Sergeant show at the MFA right now. That's going to be at the Tate in, in London in a few months. By the way, if you were in Boston, anywhere near Boston or near London, definitely, definitely, definitely go to this show. It's really good. Um, But in the process, we were walking around, getting off the train station that I used to go, walking by my school, took a picture, you know, had Conrad take a picture of me and my mom in front of Berkeley because, like, my mother's the one that allowed me to go there, you know? Right. And so, but it's weird. It's like, wow, here I am in this place that I lived for years and walking down these alleyways around there because it's all very, you know, twisted and Boston-like. Um and it's like I both I both feel things, but the things that I feel are distilled over time. Does that make sense? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like like I don't know if it's I don't know if I'm getting if I'm forgetting things or I'm getting down to the core of things. Does that make sense? Like it, like am I am I distilling it down to what it really means, or am I just forgetting details and therefore right. what's left is is what matters? Right. Yeah, that's it's hard. It's hard to decide what what side of that. And it's, it's, it's often kind of a knife blade. There's very little separating the two, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I'm with you. I I don't, and there are things now that I value that I didn't value in my twenties or thirties. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm grateful that some of those things now still exist because I want them now. Yeah. I want those objects now. I couldn't care less about them, you know, you know, 15, 20, 30 years ago, but now, and maybe it's because maybe it's because those people are gone that 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 that's the connection that i still have to to that life and that and that person or persons right you know, I, I don't know i don't know man it's it's what what kind of stuff is is the stuff that you didn't care about when you were younger but care about now cuz i imagine you'd care about that truck back then i i cared about it yeah i mean that's 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 such a strong sure. object in terms of, of memory, but even family photos, yeah. you know, things that, that I, and, and in many cases, you know, there are, there are a lot of photos that Linda sent me that I didn't, I'd never seen before, Yeah, you know, that because 
I wasn't taking the photos. I was in them, some of them, and some of them are friends. Some of them are friends that are no longer with us. And that matters. Uh, I just sent you a, a couple pictures. Yeah, I'm looking at them. Yeah. Okay. So the second one, that blue sheet, yep. um, my dad's boat, they used to enter it into competitions. Uh, and it was, it was custom painted and everything was polished aluminum and, and, you know, chrome and anodized aluminum and braided, all this kind of stuff. And that was the, the little plaque. Well, not little. It's like 24 by 36. The plaque that would be in a frame, which she still has. In front of the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't care less about that then. But now I care about it because it's got their names on it. I know what it represents. Uh, The guy who painted it, Dennis McQuinney, that was my dad's best friend. Right. Uh, Jonesy, who did all of the, who who made that sign and did all the striping on the boat and also did all the pinstriping on the truck. He's no longer here. Also, that lettering is very much in keeping with like your general, that's cool. Like the whole hand lettering thing. That's yeah. 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 And so I think objects, objects can take on different significance at different periods of your life. Yes. Right. This, this object hasn't changed, albeit it's a little more worn and it's going to be a little more fragile to ship. Um, but it in and of itself hasn't changed, but my association to it has changed. Is that on plastic or glass? What is that? It's a a transparent plex. Okay. Blue transparent plex. Okay. And it's, so it's know, not going to shatter when and, you, when you, no, 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 but you can't have anything rub against it because there's no clear coat over the paint. Yeah. It's just painted well, on there. So maybe you need to do I a have clear to, coat. <laughs> yeah. I have to, yeah, right. I have to frame it somehow, uh, like yeah. in foam course. So there's a gap, there's yeah. an air gap and nothing's rubbing against it. Yep. Yep. Um, so, and, and then, you know, these, these things just take on different significance. And I think it's so important. I think that's where it becomes important to, if you're not going to keep the object, even if I didn't have this object, seeing it again brought back a flood of memories. So even if there was only a photograph of the object, um, I think with 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 photography becoming so in many ways disposable, we don't really sit and think about the significance of those things. Because I mean, you've said this many times. We don't look at our photos. By and large, we put them on our phone, and, and that's where they live. We rarely go back and look. Although even in the past, I don't know that people. S- I mean, yes, there would be times when, oh, it's a holiday and everyone's had a couple and it's after dinner. And, oh, let's pull out the photo album and look at Aunt Joan yeah. like before. Did you guys ever do slideshows? Was that ever my a grand, thing My you? mother's father had slides mostly from travel. Like, oh, yeah. here we are on our trip to Italy and, you know, in 1971 or whatever. Um, right, 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 right. The, the, that kind of stuff happened. And I, I'm sure those slides, I don't know if they're my sister has them or my mother has them. That's a good question. But at the same time, it's like, oh, there's my grandmother and grandfather sitting with a bunch of other people at some table at a thing in Italy. It's like, okay, well, does that matter to me? Or does the picture of me and my grandfather playing together at a high school, you know, recital matter? You know, I've got a big bag of Super 8 movies that Linda sent me. Yeah, you need to. Probably 75 of them, 100 of them, maybe. Do you have a Super 8 uh, projector? I have one right over there. You haven't strung these things up or? I have her right over there next to my Bezler 23C2 and larger. Because, uh, I mean, obviously, if you send them away, you can get much better transfers. But, I mean, even just projecting that and shooting it, you know what I mean? Like with a, with a, yeah, right. Just to have some digital copy of it in case it ever disappeared or, yeah. Um, I'd love to have them all transferred or, or somehow yeah. digitized. It, you know, when I was, when I was working at 
525 in uh, L.A. Uh, Mark Harmon came in and rented time <laughs> in a bay and in one of the edit bays. And his father was a football player in, in college and had all of his dad's old movies telecined onto D1 tape, digital tape. Right. So he was there for like a week. I just thought that was really interesting. That that those cool. are those are the the things that uh, that really meant something to him at that time. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, we transferred. There were some uh, Super Eight and Eight Millimeter film that um, I found years ago. That are actually, I think, there's actually a Vimeo link that I can even put up. Not that it's any interest mm. to anybody, um, but there's a couple moments in it where my father has a camera in his hand. And he's mm. loading it with film. And do you still happen to have that camera? Uh, I don't. I, it might be the AE one that's in my closet, but I don't know. I, I mean, I can't quite tell. You know, yeah, I think it may yeah, have been yeah. before then, but um, it's just interesting because the way he holds the camera and the way he moves while holding the camera, it looks like me. You know, there's oh, really? there's these like physicalities to, to wow. people that I think you get in in movies that you don't get in stills. Yeah. 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 Um, which is really interesting, but it's really dark. And actually there's, I think there's film in there of, of me as a baby. So maybe it is around the same time. Anyway, the point is, um, we had them, I transferred, I had some of them professionally done, like sent away to scan cafe, which Mm. I've always had pretty good results with, by the way. Are they still going? I know they were, they were going for a long time. Are they still in business? Yes. As far as I know. Um, and then uh, uh, I also, at one point, I just projected stuff on a wall, had a friend projected on a wall and just, you know, pulled out a 5D and tried to get it in sync enough that there wasn't too much of a flicker. Um, and it actually worked really pretty well. And it's it's interesting because I think if, if if they're just film, most people don't have a projector, right? Right. So then, oh, right. here's this film of, you know, I think we, I think I found one recently that was like, uh, you know. Cindy's graduation. It, well, oh, it was. It was. We did my mother's graduation. We did that, I think, too. And then Heather's family had a whole bunch of movies that that we have up on the thing that we. But I look into how much it'll cost. Well, it'll cost like two hundred eighty dollars to transfer these. And I was like, Yeah, I'm looking at the site right now. Uh, eight mil, super eight, sixteen, super sixteen, and thirty five. Yeah, they might actually have a big. A foot. They have a big uh, Black Friday sale. A lot of times they do have like big sales or they might, you know, oh yeah, here we go. Early Black Friday value kit more than 60% off up top. You know, I don't know what this gives you. Oh, value kit of 500 scans. Okay. These these are stills. Slides and negatives. But the point is, is that, um, yeah, I mean, there are people who will do this for you, but yeah, man, it's just choosing. They were talking about this on Accidental Tech Podcast the other week about exactly this and just saying the other problem is that you have a picture of four older women and you're like, well, I don't know who those people are. And right. your parent or grandparent or aunt or uncle or whatever might say, Oh, that's aunt Joan. And that's whatever. And these are, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that or couldn't have known that. Cause I never met these right, people right, right. or whatever. And I guess my question is, is that at that point, do those pictures still matter? You know, do pictures of beyond the immediate family, right? Do my pictures of my grandparents, matter to my niece and nephew you know what i mean they're great grandparents yeah no probably not right probably not. will they ever maybe 
Bert will someday be obsessed with his family and it'll be like, well, how come you don't have pictures of my great grandparents? And it's like, right. Well, we didn't think you really cared about them, but you know, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, there is and, this and maybe living it's a memory. Novelty. You know, maybe there's some sure. sort of, uh, like the, the, the other photo that I sent you that, that Bob Hope thing, one of those is Bob Hope and the other one is, is Linda's uncle Leo. Yeah. Leo's on the left. Uh, no. Oh man. I thought I was on the, I thought I had it. I thought <laughs> no. I had it. Uh, and, but, but you know, Leo used to go when Bob couldn't appear at some place, Leo would go in his place. Yeah. Like Dave, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I never met him. I, I can still appreciate, you know, some of the photographs and I can appreciate the stories that she's told around him. Sure. But I, you know, beyond this one image, I, I, I don't have any yeah. connection, Yeah. you know? So I think, I think you're right. I think there's a, you know, the statute the, of limitations. Closer, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The closer to the core you get, yeah. you know, the, the further out in the galaxy you are, the less we care about you. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, and I think that that, I mean, we'll, we'll, Will the the poster from your father's boat, would that matter to somebody a generation or two further from him? You know what I mean? No. Right. No. It matters to you because you remember that boat. Too. I do. And I, I that remember. That boat's still like, around? Uh, he sold it. It's still around somewhere. But yeah. um, I have a photo of the two of them uh, kneeling down next to this thing in front of the boat with, with yeah. the gold frame and with the trophy that it won because it, it took second at the score show and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so in that respect, then the memory of the object connects to the memory of the event, which connects to the memory of the people. Sure. And so there, there is this whole sort of ripple effect from this one piece of, of ephemera. And this is, you have the pictures, you have the memories and whatever it is. And here's a thing you can actually touch that, touch them. Yeah. And I, I, I asked her cause she showed me this thing and I said, this used to be in a gold frame. She's like, oh yeah, it's out in the garage. You want that too? I was like, yeah, I'd love it. She's yeah. like, all right. You know, so yeah. that'll be hanging in the studio at some point. <laughs> I like the idea that you just make, she's like, what? I can't do anything good enough for you. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Like this isn't enough. <laughs> you ungrateful little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, not to just to turn this a little bit in a slightly different direction. You and I, mm -hmm. at the end of the episode last week, <laughs> we had mentioned, and we don't have to go this direction, but I think it kind of bears thing. You said that like, you know, the bigger the artist, the crappier their website. And just, it's true. It is true. But, but what's interesting about this is that remember in the days when you used to build your own sites, I have on my drive here somewhere like billwadman.com version four, version five, mm. I can go back and look at my representation of myself on the internet. Oh yeah. At a time and a place. Right. Yeah. And I have some of that. You know what I'm talking about. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And you go, oof. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, it's one thing that we kind of lose nowadays with all this social media or just feeds of stuff or even using Squarespace or something similar where you're just kind of like, or, you know, do you keep old versions of your WordPress ones when you rebuild? I will keep. I, I will keep screenshots. I don't keep the files. Yeah. Oh, actually, I do. I have a couple backups, but not many. Because what am I going to do with blog posts from 2011? Well, no, totally. You know, or 2007. That, or well, that's exactly. But I think that that's exactly in somewhat my point, right? Is that it's funny how it like, it doesn't mean enough to keep, but cumulatively, we're losing something. 
You know yes. what I'm saying? Just, I mean, look, I, I still have every episode of OTP locally. Oh, sure. And well, every time we do another yep. one, I add it to my local archive. I do too. And actually a listener wrote in uh, a few weeks ago saying, hey, whatever it was. Remember we looked it up, episode yeah, 220 like or whatever episode it is. 220, yeah. yeah is is, like is that, broken. And I went and checked on archive, the old archive, and it's like, oh, it really was. There was something happened to the MP3. My local copy was busted somehow, bit rot or whatever. And yeah. I was like, oh, crap. Like, where are we going to get this? And I asked you and you found it. And so yeah. we replaced it and stuff. So that does happen, right? So it's good to have the local copy. Um, but it, it's just... That first episode, I went back and listened to that first episode the other day about the falling bear. <laughs> the bear that fell out of <laughs> <Yeah>. the tree. <laughs> and they had the photo of it in midair. Is it bad? <laughs> it's uh, No, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're like it's great. It's, it's um, you know it's like you know it's like watching uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's first movie. <laughs> you know you can see what's coming, but it's not quite there yet. Oh yeah. Well, you know people grow. Yeah. But it's, but doesn't that say doesn't that say something that we're better now than we were 700 hours ago? At this? Oh, yeah. Right. 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 You know. Anyway, I just it's it's interesting just the idea that we especially nowadays with digital stuff we just like we 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 turn over the soil and we start again you know we don't we don't move to yeah, another field that's a, that's a that's a really well okay that's a great analogy because it it means that the what came before is still there somewhere yes it may not be visible yeah but it is still there somewhere and i think i think it, that that even happens with work right i mean you you posted something the other day and and you said uh, uh, I don't remember the exact words he used, but the 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 the, ethos, or the 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 gist of it was I want to start doing fashion, yeah. more fashion. Yeah. Was yeah, it yeah, fashion yeah. or yeah. more fashion? I, wanna, I don't I remember start more was in there. Shooting, yeah, yep. So you know, and and if you turn over the portrait stuff, right, and and maybe there's not as much portraiture visible for a while. It's still there because yes. it's going to inform. And it can't not. It's going to inform what comes next, and it's still there. Yep. So th- I I like that analogy of of uh, turning over the soil because you're not throwing you're not throwing all that stuff out. You're not saying, okay, I'm doing my spring cleaning and I'm getting rid of all this old work because it's no longer me, whatever that means. Sure. It's still it, it's it, you're never going to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's such a fitting metaphor that that I'm just. I'm turning it under and, and I'm, I'm kind of taking it out of center stage and I'm going to let something grow in its place. But isn't that what exactly what we should be doing? Yes. You right. Think. I mean, just, I, um, I was talking to somebody recently who was going through some relationship stuff and they were upset They're you know, you know, years of time and it's all for not kind of thing, you know? Yeah. That's and, a, that's a dangerous game to play. It is because it's like, no, that it's not for not. Right. Because it ends doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Right. And and I think and that it doesn't mean that you're not going to take something from it true. to the next thing. Right. And that and that ent- is entirely also true of the work that we all do. Right. Um, yeah, sure. Sure. Is that, you know, yeah, you're not going to be making the same thing you did five years ago or 10 years ago or last year. But that's OK. That's the whole point. It doesn't all of that stuff you had made isn't gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's really. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's so much easier now. To keep a history of of our lives, yes, you don't you don't have to have almost dangerously uh, so. Yeah, you don't have to have images that that fade or or 
get water damaged or sun damaged or heat damaged or cold. Damaged. Like it, it, it is so much recordings are easier. Words are easier. Pictures are easier. Sound video, like whatever, everything that you can possibly imagine that, that can help define or document your life or loved ones is so much easier to keep now. Do you think though that you, I mean, there is talk of getting to the point where you can have a microphone and a camera on you and it's going to record everything you do all day long and that'll be searchable. Like, do you want perfect memory? No. And and there is this, uh, what's, what's the guy's name? There's a little pin yeah. that, yeah. uh, it's one of the, yeah, one of the Apple guys or whatever it is. One of the Apple guys. Yeah. I, that kind of thing too is, much. I think it's too much. Yeah. I think it's too much because it's, it's. It's indiscriminate. Right. It takes away context and and part of I don't want part of, I don't want my life to become content. Yes. And part of being human be, I'm sorry. Part of being a human is having a human filter which decides the things that are important enough to remember. Yes. Yes. And and if you have machines who are just indiscriminately as you put it recording everything you you like lose the agency of deciding what it is that your life is. Your life isn't your experiences. It's, it's what you decide that your experiences mean to you and how you, the story you mold out of the experiences you have. Right. Yes. Well, and without for better context, or for worse. Yeah, yeah. Without context or without, without discretion. Yep. You know, it's sort of like the, the, the thing about uh, if, if everything is art then nothing is art. Right. Well, if everything's getting recorded and it's getting recorded equally. Yep then how do you discern the standout moments? How do you discern the signal to the noise? Yeah, there, there was a, yeah, there was a, there was a article in CNN or something the other day saying that all of these uh, famous people are paying for biographies of themselves, like video biographies. And, but it's all just another PR level. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's all just another, <laughs> you know, it's like, is that really what we need? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, 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 and it's like everything comes around as to, it's like, okay, so you can now basically force your level of importance on the world by sort of artificially creating these things, which I mean, which has been done for a million years. Rich people make statues of themselves or whatnot. You know, this is, sure. this is, this is nothing new. Sure. But it is interesting that it's like, okay, it's getting, it's getting sneakier. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I just I just read a review uh, this morning of Napoleon. Yeah, the the new Joaquin Phoenix uh, uh, Ridley Scott epic. Yep, and they they said something like, uh, "What did he say?" Like something like he 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 takes the great man out of the great man biopic and puts a horny dweeb in his place or something like it was yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Like yeah. they just rewrite the history of this of this person. Well, because the reality kind of we have of any of these, I mean. The, you know, whoever your biggest hero is, I, you know, I was reading, uh, well, we went and saw this sergeant exhibit, right? You know, yeah. it's like, if you read about that man, you know, it's like, okay, he was a rich guy who ended up in a series of, with a bunch of other rich people. And, you know, you know, it's like, it's all of this stuff. And it's like, but if you, if all you ever do is say, look at his final work or read a couple paragraphs of whatever it is at the front of an exhibit, how much of this person's story are you really getting? You know, are yeah, you getting yeah. or or somebody like Basquiat, another one? Yeah, there there are two very different tales being spun about. Sure, yeah. You know, oh, he lived on the street. Well, he lived on the street. He grew up in Park Slope, where I live, and he kind of left home himself. And you know, what I mean, like, so how much of it was 
you know, yeah, maybe, maybe he lived on the street for six months. Maybe he lived on the street for six days and said, oh, I remember my days of living on the street. Well, yeah, it was <laughs> days technically, you know. It was more than one day, you know, you know, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, stick one in Basquiat. You just brought it up as, as an example, yeah. but you get my point. Um, yeah, there are different lenses that we are presented with when we're looking at, at, at these things. Do you think you present yourself a certain way consciously? I hope so. You hope so. I hope what you see is what you get. Oh no. You hope you, you know? see what you get. Okay. You hope you don't twist it in some way that it, yeah. I hope I don't. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I try to be as authentic and I know that word gets bounced around a lot, but I try to be as, as honest and authentic as I can. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you're going to skew one way or the other at some point. Right. I think. Yeah. But, uh, as a baseline, I, I try to be, what do you, what about you? Do you think you are who you are? Mm. I think that I present as who I am in my head, whether that's who I am. That would be my question. Yeah. I, I don't think that I'm putting on a show for the world. The question is, am I putting on the show for myself? Right. <laughs> Which is. <laughs> I used to think I was a lot insidious. more insecure in my head than I am publicly, but then I've, I've listened back to some of my stuff. You realize going, nope, you're insecure all the way down. <laughs> it's, it's right there. <laughs> it's insecurity all the way down. <laughs> you know, there's it's the, all there somebody mentioned uh that there's a there's a there's a book that came out a few years ago one of these like self-help time management books right but it's called four thousand weeks which is what mm. it works out if you live to be 80 you have about four thousand weeks in your life oh wow yeah it's just yeah. a way to break it up it's like all right what did you do for this one four thousandth of your life you know um stressed yeah i angsted so, over you know plugins or, I, I don't how know. many how many less weeks i have left in my life i don't know <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> the um um you ever follow that that mary you know mary spender she's a music youtube person mary spender uh you know what hold on let me look at her face because i the name sounds familiar she does stuff with rick beato sometimes yeah it, it you know talks that about john right? mayer she could she talk about john mayer uh doesn't everybody talk about John Mayer? No, John Mayer's a very good guitarist. Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know who she is. Okay. Yeah, I know who she so is. She's got, what, 700,000 followers, something like that, subscribers on YouTube. She did one of those videos the other day of just saying, like, I'm just going to break down for a second how much money I make from all of this. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen those. Not much. So she's just like, I made, last year I made 66 videos of original music, like songs I wrote that I then recorded me performing and I put those up in total. Only on, only on YouTube well, or maybe are we talking she, like, like distro kid and, and Spotify and just all that kind YouTube of in this case. Okay. Right. Okay. So she okay. took the, she, you know, made videos of her singing her songs and she put them up 66 songs, um, made her a total of $5,969, which is less than $100 <sighs> per song. And she has you almost know, a million followers. Who, uh, uh, Art Alexakis, Everclear. Okay. Yeah. So he was on something talking about a particular song and, and how many millions of, of Spotify streams yeah. it got on Spotify and he made like 1500 bucks. Right. Yeah. Although she does say I made another video where I ended up at a guitar shop and they had a carbon fiber guitar that I just talked about for, played around with and, and talked about for 10 minutes. That one video made $6,000. So 
66 videos of original music versus one video of her talking about a carbon fiber guitar. One video talking about gear. Yeah. And and she even says, she's like, so should I just stop making my own art and just talk about gear? But that, no. Because that's that's not what she, well, that's not what she got into this for. Wait, is that her name? Yeah. No, Mary. No, Mary. (laughs) That's not what you do. Right. But I, I, she was being sarcastic, but yes. Yeah. But I mean, but it is interesting how. But that's the allure, right? That's that's why there the are, incentivization why is there are so many crap. photo gear channels yes. and so few photo art yeah. channels. I was I was watching, uh, looking at you, Ted. Well, yeah, well, I was watching a uh, review of the 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 new Fuji GFX. I was just like on YouTube on the rower the other day, and I was just like, the, oh, uh, the S S two or whatever. Yeah, the Mark two or the the Not second II, or yeah. whatever they call. It. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, the new the new one hundred. Um, <laughs> the second. Yeah, that's what they want you to call it. It's like, oh, really? The second? Because you can't call it a Mark two because that's what Canon oh, does. You Canon, can't call yeah, it the Canon's two thing. because that's what Sony does. I don't oh know. Whatever God. doesn't matter. Anyway, the, the second it's some the, marketers patting themselves on the back for that it's one. It's the guys from DP Review who now work oh, for Petapixel. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Chris Nichols and uh, oh God, what, what's what's the video guy's name? Jordan Jordan yeah, something. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I generally like their tone, and they seem like very nice guys. Yeah, they seem like great guys. Yeah, yeah I like Chris, but he's just like he. They show him. He's like, oh, we got this model here and we're going to take some pictures of him, you know, because because we have a sponsorship deal with, you know, some lighting company. And so we're going to shoot with that light. And, you know, so it was Westcott, basically, maybe. yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And it was a basically a built in ad. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. And they had some guy there and they show him and then they have him talking. He's like, well, it's, you know, it's only 125th of a second sync. So. I'm going to put some NDs on here and shoot low ISO and do this and do that. And I'm still have enough power because this Westcott light is so powerful, you know, whatever the stupid little <laughs> ad thing was. <laughs> but then they show the pictures that he's taking and they're really not good. And I was like, okay, so all of this okay, talk okay. about this stuff. Okay. But I'm going to interject here. Sure. Do they illustrate the point he was trying to make? Sure. They, they can they can they can not be great artistically. He was trying to communicate. I'm, I'm imagining I haven't seen the video, but I would yeah. imagine he's trying to communicate a feature. Did they communicate that feature well enough? Yes, I guess they they if, if yeah. Bill, the artist yes, was they, replaced just for a moment with Bill, the technician. I, would it satisfy that? I didn't think the. I actually thought the lighting was kind of bad. But yes, the ratio of the lighting, they showed that you can use NDs and use that light to overpower the sun. Yes, I guess they did that. So maybe that was enough. <laughs> maybe it was. And maybe it is. But and this isn't this isn't to, 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 to pick on them particularly, but it is to pick on the idea that like for all of this talk, this gear talk, as you say, on all these things. What are any of these people actually doing with the gear? A or, lot of the photos are not great. They really are not. Right. And and that's, it's just a lot about, it's just, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, there are times when I get frustrated with a particular camera uh, or not. Right. And there are times when I would like a certain piece of gear to do something specific, you know, okay. Mm -hmm. I I need a, Mm -hmm. I need a stronger strobe because I need to do this thing outside and I need to quadruple diffuse it through whatever it is and whatever. Right. But like, I need to go all Heisler and shoot through background paper. Exactly. I need that power because I'm trying to do something specific with it because it's the specific thing that I'm trying to do is the thing, right? Like that, right, that, that, right, right, right. that the gear is an answer to a problem, not 
it does it, it 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 ends with getting the gear to solve the problem. It doesn't begin with the gear to figure out what the problem I'm going to have is. Right. Or whatever. I'm putting it poorly, but you get you get my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it just makes me wonder how many people out there are like are 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 and and maybe it's okay that they are, but are in this for sort of that that hunt. You know what I mean? They never actually want to drive the car. They just want to put the new exhaust on it and and turn it over and test it on the quarter mile and then take it home and rip it apart again. You know what I'm saying? That like, that's what it's about for them. It's about being able I, to I, shoot at 25,000 ISO outside yeah. in the woods. It's like, well, whoever actually needs to do that? Right. I, 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 yeah, and but look, I did. Because last year I could only shoot at 16,000 ISO. It's, so isn't this great? Exactly. That That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's yeah. just like, it, we're at the point now where it's like, okay, but what are you doing with any of this stuff? There's a lot of camera reviews and things that I see that I'm just like, yeah, but the the work isn't good. It's just right. bad. You know, it's just like and, and the thing is often only incrementally better. Right? Yes, it's like if we were if we were talking about you know paint brushes and you have some really mediocre painter like slopping paint onto a canvas to show you the paintbrush works. It's like, show me in the hands of somebody who's really good at this. Right. You know. And but the people that are okay, people this, who are reviewing is, it are are not those people or don't need to be those people. I not not as a whole, but I think the 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 trend is the people who are really good are not making YouTube videos about it. They're out making work. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and and again, that's a gross generalization. Of and no disrespect to people because there are people that do fantastic work. And and again, I really like, like the this guy's tone, their video. They seem like nice guys, like whatever it is. But like he starts shooting, I was like, really? That's that's yeah. what we're doing with this? Yeah, you know, just very ordinary. Yeah. Um. And then <laughs> there was a thing the other day on, I'm I'm on LinkedIn, you know, because you got to be on LinkedIn, and uh, <laughs> and some like I don't know some photography, um. Uh, organization that I apparently some sort of click to join or follow or whatever it is, you know, American right, right, photography, right. portrait photographers or whatever. And it was like, oh, and here's a post by so-and-so, this photographer out in Ohio. And it says, you know, if you're not selling digital products and prints to your people, like you're leaving money on the table. And then you go look at the person's work and it's like really poorly lit pictures of of pregnant women. And you're like, Oh my God. Like that's, I don't want to be associated with you. That's not right. Right. <laughs> like you and I are not doing the same thing. If, if I'm doing the same thing as you, man, I really got to change or I got to quit. Cause like, that's not the game I'm playing. I'm not playing that game. Are we and in the same okay. game? Like, it's okay that your motivations are different from, from their motivations. Of that's course, okay. It, sure. Yeah. But, but it also, but it also means that when I'm listening to somebody saying you need to do this in your business or you need to do this with your right. gear, it's like, maybe you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, that's that hustle culture. Yeah. You know, the, the hustle culture, I talked about it in, in one of the previous iterations and that's, I, I can't do that. You know, you watch the videos of like Gary V saying, well, you should be producing 22 pieces of content for everything that you do. And it's like, well, number one, I don't want to make content. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be known as a content creator. That's not what I, that's not, that's not my goal. Right. If that's your goal, then, then yes, that's what you have to do. And good for you. You have to play those games. Yeah. You know, um, 
but to lump everybody in and assume that that has to be the goal. And that's the only kind of goal that matters. That's what bothers. And it's a goal defined by a bunch of people in Silicon Valley who may change their mind next month. And now all of the (laughs) things you built for the last five years don't matter because they're incentivizing something else. Yeah. You know that you're, I mean, you're just, you're, you're, it's like, um, it's like, you know, some guy stands up in front of a crowd and is like, this is how all of you get ahead. And all these people start like beating each other up. It's like, well, we changed our mind. Now this is how you get ahead. And all these people <laughs> right. are beating each other up. And in the process, you know, behind the bandstand, these people are just like raking in the money and like counting their counting their dollars. It's it's Yes. I mean, there there is that 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 segment of people who seem to be making a lot of money telling other people how to make a lot of money because people are buying their course on how to make a lot of money. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, mm, okay. I mean, and this is when people's, I mean, I have done a couple little workshop things over the years, but I mm-hmm. definitely, it's not, I, I don't think I could do it. I like speaking about my work. I'll speak about my work all the time. But if like, if the, if the, you know, prerequisite for me getting up to speak about my work is that I also have to shill this, you know, color calibration company or camera company or monitor thing brand. Because me talking about my work is just another way to advertise your gear. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I want to be part of that, you know? And, but to some extent that that's how, that's how the world works now. Is that, is that a worthwhile trade-off? Would you, would you, would you buy into that? Hmm. I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I don't think, I mean, look, I would love to do collaborations with, with, with brands, you know, uh, maybe, or other, other, uh, artists or photographers or musicians or what, but, but to, to just do infomercials. Sure. I, I don't think I'm at a place in my life where, where, that's valuable to me. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity. If that's, again, if that's, if that's your goal is to grow your brand, do brand collaborations, make money any way possible, then there are ways to do that. And I applaud you for being able to do it. That's not the way my, that's not my thing. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I'm, I'm super, you know, uh, uh, proud of the people who can, who can stick to that kind of rigorous, you know, I got to post it here. I got to post it sure. here. I got to put, I got to make a reel and then I got to do a TikTok, and I got to do this and I got to do that. I, I hate respect yeah. for being able to stay focused and do that. That's not me. Yeah. There, there, there was another video. This is again, I'm just on the rower clicking through YouTube, trying to keep myself from being miserable um, on the rower that is. And right. there was a, there was a thing. It's just like, why, why I'll, why I'll never buy a, or I, why I won't buy a, mirrorless camera i'm like okay well, let's see what this guy has to say you know because this is how they suck you in right and his thing was you know i use these two 10 year old canon cameras because you know what my business is about making money and unless it's worth it for my business to buy two new bodies it doesn't make any dollar sense will i make any more money if i have this new camera like i'm like in my head i just said i mean yes i like to make money doing what i do but that's not why i do what i do you know what I mean? Like, if, if that's the case, yeah, why don't you, are you yeah. a, are basically a roto-rooter? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's that's a, kind of what it feels like. There's a difference between having a desire to be paid for your work and letting that be your motivation, I think. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's become easy to conflate the two 
and make money the prime mover. Because maybe some of those people don't really don't care, Jeffrey. Maybe maybe they yeah, really maybe. do see it like they're just carpet cleaners. And I just I bought a you know I bought a uh, what's it called? What's the word I'm looking for? A franchise. And I'm going to suck as much money out of this as I can. So it makes no sense for me to buy a new light because if that light doesn't make me more money, then doesn't make any sense yeah. to buy. And it's like, well, and and for those people for for whom the the thrill of that hunt, the thrill of chasing down, you know that yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's just that's just not my thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yuck your yum, but I'm I'm also not gonna follow in your footsteps because I don't have. First of all, I don't have the tool set to know how to do that, and that's not something I really want to learn. And and we've tried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or, yeah, or we we've looked into that. I yeah. guess what it is is that just that all of. I think the internet tends to lump people together in, in very sort of um, rough groupings. Right. Um, It's like, Oh, you're into photography. So these would be the things that you care about when that is very much not homogenous. Right. 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 There's the people who are in it for the money. There's the people who are in it for the gear. There's the people who are in it because they're rich and they can afford whatever they want and they make good work. There's the people who are using, you know, an old brownie from 1936 and are making work better than any of us for the rest of our lives. You know, right. Those people are are as distinct as people who own a car. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's a million reasons why people own cars. But and I think that's or trucks, you know, to that's, that's one of the one of the reasons that I have such a bad taste in my mouth over that word content. And I, I watched Scorsese kind of rant about it the other day. He's like, you can't. An infomercial is not the same as Citizen Kane is not the same as, you know, a, a, a TikTok video is not the same as a YouTube short, but they're all lumped into the same bucket now. Yep. And that's what bothers me. Yep. And it and it happens with, oh, you're an artist. That comes with its own set of assumptions. Oh, you're a painter. Oh, you're a photographer. Oh, you're a writer. Yeah. You know, yeah. there we we've lost the nuance in in not just creativity. We've lost nuance because we want a shorthand of everyone. Just I don't I I'm not really interested and I've convinced myself that I don't really have the time, but I promise you if you wrote down every single thing you do throughout the day, You've got some wiggle room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we've lost that nuance because we just want that shorthand. You know, that's why we, that's why many of us, myself included, really hate that question. So what do you do? Right. Okay. Well, are you, are you really interested? Do you, which, which, how much time do you have? How much interest do you have? Which part of this onion should I peel for you? Do you, do you, do you, do you want it to be the superficial thing? It's like, oh, I'm a lawyer. Or I'm a doctor yeah. or whatever. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's great. My yeah. cousin's a doctor. Exactly. Oh, you guys should right. talk. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Oh, and if, if, you know, if I get asked, what do you do for a living? I'm a photographer. Well, like, that's what you do for a living? You make yeah. a living at that? I'm like, mm, yeah. yes. So what do you do? Weddings? What do you Exactly. What do you do? Yeah, yeah. 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 Because it comes with all of these sort of pre I'm a portrait photographer. Oh, so does my, my niece out in California takes pictures of high school kids. And it's like, no, that's not what I do. You know what I mean? Like, and there are some phenomenal high school I'm portrait, not, like it's senior not that, portrait but it's like, There it's are like, some phenomenal But don't ones. put me, it's like, I'm in a, I'm doing something different than that. Like that's, no, that's yeah. not what I do. Like I do yeah. something different, which is fine. But like, but, but, but sometimes they say it in such a way, Jeffrey, that makes me feel like, this is me feel here. This is me speaking in my own head. That yeah. it's just like, oh, 
oh, that's cute. Okay. So you, you know, you, you take school pictures. I was like, no, I don't take school pictures. I think what I do is something different than school pictures. <laughs> um, and, and it, it feels dismissive, even if they're not being dismissive. You know what I mean? Is it that people <sighs> have, have we lost our capacity to be interested in others as much as we are interested in ourselves? Do you think we ever had that capacity? I hope I do. Yeah, but do you think that your average person has that capacity? I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are just know. making small talk, in which case yeah. they're just making small talk. And in a situation yeah. like um, a couple weeks ago, I was at all the Paul Taylor shows, right? And like I'd meet people right. at those things. Oh, what do you do? I'm a photographer. Oh, really? Like, and I'm like, yeah, those are my pictures on the screen right now. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can point to the thing you're holding in your hand as pictures I took. Um, right. In those situations, does that do anything? Does that does that bridge that that gap? Any any any? Does that make that gap any any smaller? Well, does, it, does it get you closer to that person if they can go if they can touch and hold something and go? Oh, okay, now I can relate to you. Yeah, and a lot of them say, "Oh, wow, yeah, those are beautiful." Like I was looking at those earlier. Whatever you know, I mean, there's there's sometimes you get that, which is gratifying. And I know I can't yeah, control sure. how people react. Like whatever, and I'm reacting to the reaction. It's it's all true. Yeah, I mean, I've got my own psychological things here. Um, right. But we all want respect, right? I've been doing this professionally for 15 years. Like, yeah. I, I, want, I want somebody to look at me as if somebody looks at anybody who's doing something for 15 years. And, and if not respect, at least just see me. Yeah. 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 You don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, you don't have to respect me, but just, just see me. Sure. Just see That's that right. I'm here. Just see that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm an individual. See that I am here in front of you. And that's, it's why I try to say hello to people so I can, like, I see you. Yeah. I'm going to acknowledge you exist. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, um, yeah. Sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> it's an, Mr. In- Wadman, your 50 minutes are up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, but it's a constant, it feels speaking of that, my therapist actually does often say like, Hey, listen, you chose to do this thing that is very hard to do and generally not well-respected by society. <laughs> like yeah, right. if you wanted to go make right. a lot of money, you could go make a lot of money. If that's, if, if that's just, if that's what your goal is, you chose the wrong business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but apparently all you need to do, Bill is find what's trending on Amazon. Yeah. And yo, yeah. And drop, I, drop ship it directly to your customers. That's all you need to do. Or you know what you do, Bill, you get a copy of Canva. You ever hear of this yeah. Canva and what you do, Bill, I was actually, you make some, you make some digital templates. I was, I was actually going to make a, uh, a video today about how the sync speed differences between two different camera bodies completely change the way you take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has a piece of gear yeah. ever actually like, cha- I mean, yes, I listen, the cameras I have now are monumentally more powerful than the cameras I had 15 years ago. And yes, yes I can do but... things. I can do things with them. I couldn't do before. And <laughs> yes, I think my work but... has, in, has improved because of that. Would I want to go back to the old cameras? No. But does it yeah. completely change everything? No. 
Is a global shutter going to be a game changer? Oh, yeah, that's the whole new thing now. For 99% of photographers, no. Well, now, and, and probably 90% of photographers are going, what's a global shutter? Now, now, yeah, now you can get pictures of, of people playing with, you know, uh, 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 st- doing martial arts staff work and there's no curve in the staff. It's like, okay, how many people are taking pictures of people <laughs> moving a staff at 700 miles an hour? Right. How often is this a problem? I'm going to go shoot fencing later in the afternoon, and that sword is going to be totally straight. You know what I'm saying? So there's that. I, but yeah. I, listen, it's it's a solution to a problem that for the vast majority of photographers doesn't exist. I probably have met half the people who make a living taking those pictures. You know, <laughs> you know what? All of them made a living before they had global shutter. Right. So, right. like, what are we really talking about here? Yeah, that's that was a funny one. And I, they're like 120 frames per second. I'm like, oh great, 120 frames you can per be second. Even less discerning about what you shoot. Oh yeah, that's they're like, great. let me just, let me just hold down the the, the yeah. shutter button and take 120. Just shoot video and find a frame. Then at that point, <laughs> you're not you're not a photographer anymore. That's something else. Uh, the world has really like gotten crazy like that. Yeah, it's just it's you know, it's I guess the the question is, and this is a question for another time, because I know we got to wrap up. But, the, you know, at what point is the thing that you wanted to do is the is the game no longer the game you got there to came there to play? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think it's true sometimes, you know, if you're I don't know, whatever, a, a stand up comedian or a, or a lawyer or whatever it is. And it's like, well, the world changes around you to the point where it's like, well, I don't even know if I want to fight for this anymore. Yeah. This isn't the thing I came here to fight for. This isn't the thing. Yeah, this isn't the thing. I was like, I wanted to be this since I was a kid. And then I got there and I went, mm. Yeah. And this really changed. Uh, you know, there there was, I mean, it's like I even talk, like I have a lot of actor friends with all this SAG after stuff and their their mm-hmm. thing. And I was just like, okay, well if 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 you know, if these these companies are not here to make movies these companies are here to make money and the minute they can make more money without you they're going to make money without you yeah and well i mean that was the whole thing of like we want to scan your body record your voice and then we get to use that in perpetuity in the long run it may be that there are no longer films made that cost 50 or 100 million dollars in Holly, like that Hollywood films that we will look back on it in the same way we look back on, I don't know, something in the past that doesn't exist anymore. You know, I hope to your point, I hope we start to see a backlash back toward smaller. I mean, look, you've, you've got sort of like the, I just read an article the other yeah. day. Yeah. I just read the, uh, an article the other day that was talking about, you know, Marvel, how they, they spent 200 million on, on ant, ant man and the wasp. Right. And they spent 275 million or 274 million on the Marvels and they both tanked. Yep. You know, I would love to see, yeah, to your point, go back to like these movies like John Cassavetti's made in the 70s, these little indie run and gun. Or even like you know, Rob Reinery kind of other movies, day. you know? Yeah. yeah. I watched Whiplash the other day and, and saw an, uh, an interview with J.K. Simmons. Uh, isn't his name J.K. Simmons? Simmons, J. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and he was talking about how you know, they shot this thing in no time for no money uh, and and just slammed it together. And it was this fantastic experience. But it was also this interesting character study. And they couldn't have chosen two better people. 
they asked if, you know, how long is it going to take you to learn how to, you know, to kind of do this conducting? He's like, He's oh, like, I went to school for music. I, I went to school for this. Yeah. And then, and then Miles has been a drummer forever. Yeah. So, you know, it just, I would love to see smaller pictures where people are chosen for the part, not because of their box office draw, but because of what they bring to it. Well, people always talk about, you know, movies like Goodwill Hunting don't get made anymore, right? No one makes the 10, 10 or $20 million yeah. dollar drama anymore. They don't make yeah. Dave anymore. They don't make, you know what I mean? They don't make yeah. any of these yeah. sort of just fun, memorable movies. And it's funny because like the, to, to some extent, all three movies that I've written, because I'm pretty much done with the third one, I think, um, yeah. in the last couple of years, all those scripts are very much movies that probably would never be made nowadays, maybe by a streaming service, because, you know what I mean, it's like that that's where those kinds of movies theoretically go now. Right. Um, but why can't those smaller movies be made? Maybe, yeah, maybe we're shifting away from big and going back to small. It kind of reminds me of all this stuff in the in the computer world where it's like, oh, we're we're just a thin client going to a server. And now it's like, Oh no. And now everything we want local again. And then it goes back and forth. Right. It like right. swings There's back been and this forth. backlash against the cloud. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And, and so I think that maybe, maybe it will spin back. I don't, I, but I don't know what the, I don't know what the, the economic incentives or, or situation would be with that. You know what I mean? I guess it's just that these things change, but sometimes the things that people say that they're in the, business for say the movie industry it's like we're here to create great entertainment for it's like no you're here to make money so yeah. however that well, is and, and when there was physical media you could do that i mean look when if a movie came out you know a 30 40 50 million dollar movie came out yep and it didn't make a ton of money at the box office you still had home video and yep. dvd you'd make it back at blockbuster yeah. Almost any movie would make some money but because of that. Now, you know, th that revenue stream right. has dried up. Yep. Now there's a backlash against that. You know, everybody that wanted a la carte entertainment and every single separate, they wanted all of it separate. They're going, yeah, but this is now it's really expensive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really tough thing. But so I guess the question is, you know, do all of my actor friends, do they all deserve jobs? Like should acting be guaranteed something. It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe that was, maybe that was a blip. Maybe that was a hundred years where acting, there were a bunch of act people who needed a bunch of actors, you know? Right. Um, it maybe, maybe there was a blip when photography meant something culturally and now it doesn't. And I hope it still does. I hope film and photography and music and, and, and there, there are what, and whatever it is that you, that lights you up. I know a lot of people that yeah. aren't really big photography people, but they're big music people and yep. vice versa. Yep. You know, whatever it is that lights you up, you come away from those things, whether it's going to a gallery or a museum or going to a concert or going to see a play yep. or whatever it is, there's a, you feel different when you connect with the work that's being made or when you connect with the people that are making the work, whatever it is. Well, at the, listen, at the MFA the other day, we had pre-tickets because Conrad was smart enough to buy them, but, the, but there was a line all the way out the door to get in, to go see this John Singer Sargent mm. show. Mm. And and that's, you know, a guy who painted stuff 120 years ago. Um, it, 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 you know, you, I'm going to see a Sondheim musical tonight, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Jonathan Groff are in a version of Merrily We Roll Along. See, I love them both. I love Jonathan Groff. 
Yeah. Love Daniel Rack. Love them both. So love them both. So we're going to see that tonight at seven and like that should be amazing. But, you know, the yeah. tickets are expensive and luckily we can afford to go see it, but not everyone can. You know, I mean, all this kind yeah. of stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, It's it's. I mean, I, I wonder, you know, playing that out to to a sort of a, a ridiculous degree is is art and entertainment becoming out of touch for the average person. And that's why it doesn't maybe mean as much to them. Yes. I think that there's also just the idea that all of these people are, they have so many other things that they could be doing with their time. You know, the entertainment is splintered. And I think yeah. that, I mean, that's the but classic it is expensive, thing. You know, oh. Broadway's expensive. You know, the Met just raised their prices again. The Guggenheim just raised we their prices again. We went and saw Spamalot last week. And it's like, it was okay. The best yeah. parts of Spamalot are all of the quotes that we, you know. Yeah. What you're Dennis, there's some lovely filth down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange women lying in ponds distributing swords. There's no basis for a system of government. True yeah, executive yeah, yeah. powers derived from many from the masses. Not some fossil aquatic ceremony. You know what I mean? Like, it's those, right? Which people of our age can quote verbatim. Did they add anything to it with the musical? Not really. It was fun. Mm. It was mm. cute. But I but but I didn't need, you know, I wouldn't tell other people, you got to go see that. You know, and so, and if that was $160 a ticket or whatever the hell it probably was, is that worth $400? Right. That's, that's a lot of money. Right. Right, right, right. You know, so it's, it's a, it is tricky. By the way, my favorite, Sergeant Painting, the the otters of daughters of Edward Darley Boyd, <laughs> the otters of Edward. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different one that he painted. It's a, it's a big uh, fan of his little <laughs> small furry animal based marmots. Yeah. Uh, he painted that when he was twenty six <laughs> years old. Isn't that crazy? Twenty six, Jeffrey. Yeah, and they had they had in the gift shop they had a book called Sergeant's Daughters, which is like a what is this in front of me? A two hundred page book entirely about that one painting you know i wish he would have painted vegetables why is that is there a joke? because then they they could have done a book called sergeant's peppers <laughs> it was 26 years old today <laughs> hey you got a you got a photographer do we never did this ben lowey guy do you want to do him or you want to you got we somebody didn't do else ben lowey back in the day I don't know that we did. I are you sure? Okay, if we did, do you have somebody else? I don't have anybody else. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let me. You're going to go do a search. Let's see if we did that. Do we have an ability to search? We don't. There's yeah. no search on on taking pictures. What are you talking about? It's right at the top of the screen. Is it really? Yeah, it's right next. Let me see. Right next. Right next. Oh, right next the to the logo. <laughs> ben Lowy. Wait, is it L-O-W-Y? I think it's just L-O-Y. Oh, apparently ben. I got to fix my thing. Yeah, no, no, ben. no posts, no searches. Really? You search for Ben, you get Vereen, you get Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get the rat. Ben Vereen? <laughs> really? Is that, is that, you know, actually, it's funny because apparently Ben Vereen's daughter is a big sculptor or something now. And there was some article about her in the New York Times the other day. And then it said, like, with her father, Ben Vereen. So I think that's why it's in my head. I like Ben Vereen. I, I, Didn't he play the uncle style. or the father or the best friend on some 80s sitcom? 
for a while, like a like it did a bit. I don't know, maybe. Ah, oh, man, hold on, sitcom. All right, while you're doing that, Benjamin Lowy, <laughs> yeah, um, photojournalist, um, has has been all over the world. Um, got a lot of uh, notice when he used uh, an iPhone to document a conflict. I think it was Afghanistan, if memory serves. I could be wrong about it. Um, uh, BenLowy.com. It's B-E-N-L-O-W-Y. And let me see what the what the wiki has to say about about young Ben. I don't think I know his work that well. And I feel bad for saying that because you seem to know everything about this person. I don't know. It seems like uh, you're his best friend. <laughs> well, you know, we used to go out for breakfast on Thursdays, but uh, they changed chefs at the little diner that we went to. And it just went downhill. Uh, best known for his work as a conflict photographer in war zones. And it's one of the early adopters uh, and vocal proponent for mobile photography. So I was right about that. Yep. Right. Him and uh, um, Jack Hollingsworth. Uh, shortly after graduating from college, Lowy was hired by Corbis and assigned to cover the Iraq war for time. He was 23 at the time. Man, can you imagine 23 years old? I can't imagine. Three that. years before Sergeant painted that. <laughs> Three. <laughs> oh God. No, but could you imagine? I couldn't even imagine going into war zone now. No. I really, I can't uh, just forget it. In 2011, Lowy was awarded the Duke University Center for Documentary Studies uh, first book prize in photography, appearing on The Daily Show with Don, John Stewart to promote the related book. Um, the book documents his time covering the Iraq War with profiles of the U.S. soldiers' experiences as seen from their points of view, along with photos of everyday life. I should probably get that book because it sounds his, fascinating. It's interesting because his work is is interesting and and a lot of it's very, very good. But it I look at a lot of them and I don't know that I would necessarily know that they're his pictures. You know what I mean? Like he has one of those styles. That's like, he does a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of love that. Yeah. Uh, natural world. If you look at his natural world stuff, he's got some great underwater work. Yeah. The underwater um, stuff's amazing. He's got some, some really cool drone work. A lot uh, of I'll see motion if I can stuff find, too. Uh, you know, his, some of his stuff, if you look at oil on water, it reminds me of Bertinsky. Those big patterns that that over landscapes that Edward Bertinsky produces. Yeah. Uh, even some of the drone stuff reminds me of him as well. Yeah, I'm looking up. Hold on uh, Iraq. Here we go. If you look at Iraq, oh, uh, fair warning. Some of these are hard to look at. Yes. Very hard to look at. Yeah. Yeah, the natural world. Man, look at that size of that shark. Could you imagine... Being anywhere near no. one of those sharks? No. I don't even want to be in the ocean. Why do people think that that's a good idea? Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, my God. Look at this war from stuff. Unbelievable. Iraq Perspectives 1. In July 2005, I was being driven from an assignment, an endeavor that took two cars and four heavily armed Iraqi guards when my mother called. She asked me if I had a chance to go out with the Iraqis to wander through Baghdad. I told her that this scenario was near impossible, if not dangerous, for someone like me, tall, white, and bald. I explained that I couldn't go anywhere without armed protection, that Iraq was a land of blast walls and barbed wire fences. Her response was one of incredulousness. She had never seen any photographs or news reports illustrating what I described. Really? I made my first image of a concrete blast wall through the window of my armored car that day. 
yeah, the um, those pictures of through the car yeah. window, the Iraq perspectives one are amazing. Yeah, they are. It's cool. It's like we're framing this whole thing through this window. So it's it's a really it's a really. I'm not trying to whatever. It's a really good idea, right? It's like a really good conceit, yeah. like creating a frame around the world through the window in an armored car. Yeah. So do we feel, hmm, do we feel safer somehow looking at these photographs because we are, or, or do we feel hmm, maybe not safer? Ooh, do we feel insulated from the conflict that we're witnessing? I think that they're somehow the pictures themselves become more powerful. Like if you zoomed in and cropped them into there, I don't think that they'd be as interesting. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, there's something so, about, yeah, I can't believe we haven't done him before. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, really interesting follow. Uh, ben Lowy. I will. At Ben Lowy. I wonder how much, how much of his prints cost. Let's see how much he charges for prints. Ooh, open editions. Oh, from $62. It's not much, right? Yeah, they're fine. From eighty-eight dollars for yeah, but these are open editions, so yeah, not that. Yeah, but if if you if, if you, you just, just want it on your wall, yeah, it's great. What's the last time you bought something? What's the last time I bought something? I mean, bought, I bought a juice yesterday on the way home. Bought, so. bought, bought art from an artist. <laughs> uh, the last time I bought art from an artist, I bought a print recently of. Bye. No, I don't remember. It's fine. I, I buy mostly books. Yeah. Um, and I've started following this this uh, site called Design Archive that posts um, vintage books. It's you know he he'll, he I'm assuming it's he or she they let's say they they find uh, vintage design books. Is it archives dot design? Um, maybe. It looks Is like it a bunch a of old books. Looks like a bookshelf on the on the main page with like all things just sitting up there. Anyway, uh, I get there often too late, and they've already yeah, they've already cool sold looking. because they, some of these things they sell out very quickly. There was a book on negative space that I really wanted to get. Man, but, negative man. space is where it's at. Yes, and it's so funny because a lot of people will take a picture and maybe there is negative space in the image, and then they'll go and crop it out. Not understanding mm-hmm. that negative space is half the fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, by the way, yeah. speaking of negative space and design, uh, squaring the circle, the the documentary about Cygnosis, the company that uh, the design agency that did all the Pink Floyd stuff back in the day, okay. is streaming on Netflix now. Oh, okay. uh, which is it's a put, terrific look. I will put a uh, a link in the show notes. Squaring the circle film. Got it. Uh, it says it's on Amazon. Could it be on Amazon and not? Oh, this to buy it on Amazon. You're saying it's for you can free buy it on, on Amazon. It's yeah, it's streaming on Netflix now. Okay. I I rented it on Amazon when I when I watched it, but now it's available for I free. Will so put it in the show notes. Yeah, square in the circle. By uh, the way, the all the show notes are there. The hypnosis, not Cygnosis. Cygnosis Design Agency. Hypnosis. My mistake. Uh, right. Um, uh, I we have show notes that are both on the website and should be show up in your podcast player of choice uh, with a description. Mm-hmm. Just so if you guys are ever looking for stuff that we put. Uh, one last thing. By the way, yeah. I'm, I, wait, I'm testing the new transcribe block that's in beta on Audio Hijack. 
they are really kicking its ass. It's 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 fantastic. It's doing a really good job. The question is, how do you um, define you versus me? Or does it say person one and person two? Or does it not make a distinction between the two voices? No, no, no. Because I, uh, it's it's a block. So I've got you going into one input and me going into another. And it does time stamped, you know, this one, this one, this so one. This theoretically, one. So it, you should be able to interleave it somehow. Yes. Well, no, it, it's, it's, I'll send you a, a sample of it. It, it does it. Oh, it okay. shows like, you know, Bill said at this timestamp, blah, 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 blah. And then Jeffrey said, oh, blah, 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 great. blah, blah. We could put those so, up in the show notes too. Yeah. Uh, did you see that they found the uh, picture? They identified the guy on the cover of Zeppelin four. The old guy with the thing on his back. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. There's- Wait, they, what do you, they didn't know who it was when they took the photo? No, no, they found the photo. Uh, I think what it was is that uh, uh, one of the guys in the band found the photo in like an old store and they used it for the cover and they never knew what it was. But some guy at the University of West England stumbled upon the picture of March while scouring the internet for new releases at auction houses that might be interesting for research. And he oh, saw that is. picture. I sent you a link. Uh, yeah. There's something familiar about it straight away, he said in the phone interview. After a quick call to his wife for a sanity check, he concluded, yes, this was indeed the image on the cover of the most epic musical releases of his teenage years. He called the Wiltshire Museum. He curated the exhibit in 2021. They bought the photo album for 500 bucks. And the first page states, uh, remnants of a visit to Strathsbury is made out to a present to Auntie from Ernest. Based on that information, he researched the origins of the photo album. He was able to conclude that the photographer was a man named Ernest Howard Farmer. Sounds like good detective work, but the truth is there were a lot of luck involved, Mr. Edward says. I caught a few good breaks. The legend has it that Robert Plant and his bandmate uh, Jimmy Page were in an antique shop in a village 50 miles west of London along the River Thames where they spotted a colorized version of the photograph on view in the Wilshire Museum. Because the photographer, Mr. Farmer, was also a teacher, Mr. Edwards says one plausible theory is that he used the picture to teach colorizing to his students. One of those versions may have ended up in a frame in an antique store. That colorized version seems to have been lost. Isn't that wild? So they found out the guy who who, who shot wow. it. Wow. Ernest Farmer. Isn't that crazy? I'll put that in the show notes, too. There's a New York Times article about it last week. Yeah, that's cool. I hadn't seen that. I just looked at, uh, there's another one on The Guardian as well. Okay, yeah. Anyway, fun. Uh, good show. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else? I don't think so. Podcast at On Taking Pictures or the number is something, something, something. 929-390-1916. Leave us a voicemail. Call uh, us. And, uh, Say hi. And uh, questions, comments, suggestions. Yeah. Uh, be, be nice, though. We're not going to follow Nate. <laughs> Why don't you guys be jump nice. off the Brooklyn Bridge? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got your Sony A7 five right here, pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to bring my global shutter over there and show you what you can do with it. <laughs> I'll show you global shutter. Um, you want to see some high speed sync? <laughs> I'll negative fill you up right up the. Um, <laughs> all right, we will. <laughs>